0: Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, Coffee with Carrie, then make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe, and take a sip of coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. And then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement too. You can also find me at Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. I think, no, I know, you're going to be encouraged. We are getting loopy today. Now, because I'm from New Orleans, you might have the wrong idea about what this week's episode is about. We are going to be whooping it up and getting loopy up in here, but not with some traditional Nolans toddies, but with morning time baskets and looping schedules. Y'all, looping or rotating schedules saved my sanity. So, this week, as many of you are praying about next school year and how to make it even better and less stressful and more simple, I wanted to take some time in this episode to share with you just how loopy I can get. And using a loop schedule is not just for younger kids. I actually used my loop basket and rotating schedule even more when the kids were in high school. There's so much to cover and so little time to do it. Okay. Do you have one of those, when we have time, we'll get to that pile? Yeah, me too. Actually, I think we all have a pile like this. And here's a little secret. I hardly ever got to that pile. And I'm guessing this might be true for you too. My glorious pile of beautiful books and games and art prints and and nature treasures rested on the floor all alone in a corner, longingly looking at me day in and day out, just begging me to glance at it, to become friends with it again. Yet it sat there every day untouched. Some days, I couldn't even look at my beautiful pile without feeling massive amounts of guilt and self-condemnation for never having time to share the items in that beautiful pile with my children. My intentions were good, my heart was in the right place, but darn those math facts, spelling words, and busy work just kept that beautiful pile ever so slightly out of reach. Do you have that pile too? All right, first of all, hear me loud and clear. This week's episode is not about how you can add more stuff to your day, your month, or your year. It's not about how you have to do this or you should be doing that in your homeschooling. It's not about how to include the latest homeschooling trend or a popular curriculum into your already busy life. It's about how to finally get to that pile your pile. The pile of stuff that you really want to include in your daily routine, your family time, and your homeschooling lessons. The best part is that you pick what you want to include. This episode is not me telling you that you should have poetry tea time, or you should have to include Latin, or you need to read some Shakespeare and keep nature journals. It's about how to include things like this or whatever you want to include into your day and week. So, I mean, why did you decide to homeschool in the first place? What do you feel is important to include in your child's education? What do you think is good and beautiful and worthy of exploring? It's those things I want you to remove from your when we have time pile and put them into your let's explore them together pile. So I am a little giddy, goofy, and a bit loopy over this week's topic. All right, so what is a looping schedule? Well, it's just another new fancy homeschooling term for a rotating schedule. Instead of doing specific subjects on specific days, you loop or you rotate lessons or activities so you can get to all the things that you want to cover. When I first started homeschooling, as a way to help me organize and plan, I assigned cute little labels to certain days of the week. I really love lists, and I really love alliteration. Okay, so we did art and science experiments on messy Mondays, and later when my kids were older, we wrote letters on mailbox Mondays. Tuesdays were our tea time day, Wednesdays were our game day, Thursdays were our timeline day, and Fridays were our fun and field trip days. Oh, it sounded so cute on paper and so doable in theory, right? On Mondays, after our core subjects, we were going to spend time doing art or science or writing. And then on Tuesdays, after our core subjects, we would have a tea party with poetry and Shakespeare. And on Wednesdays, after our core subjects, we would make sure we had time to play some games. And then on Thursday, after our core subjects, we would update and work on adding to our history timeline. And our Fridays, well, they were devoted to field trips and nature hikes. Ah, the simplicity of it all. But it didn't work. It never worked. At least it didn't work for me. And do you know why? Well, for one, our homeschool group didn't always plan field trips on Fridays. How dare them? Sometimes we went to the zoo on a Monday. And because holidays, family vacations, and, you know, family coming to visit— there were tons of Mondays we didn't do school. There would be weeks we didn't get to art or science because we skipped doing school on a Monday and we were supposed to do art or science on Mondays. Then when my kids started taking a few outside classes, we were never home long enough on Tuesdays or Wednesdays to have our Tuesday tea party or our Wednesday game day. And something always came up on Thursdays. I don't know what it is about Thursdays. But sometimes we would go for months without time on a Thursday to work on our timeline. Because I assigned subjects and topics to cover on a certain day of the week, there were weeks at a time that we just didn't get to certain subjects or topics. They were constantly being skipped. And then there was still that pile of when we have time, we will get there. So, That's when I ditched my days of the week plans, and out of desperation, I unintentionally started rotating our activities and subjects instead. So, first, I made a list of our core subjects that I wanted to make sure we did each and every day. Now, for us, that was family devotions, read aloud, writing in our journals, math practice, some editing exercises, and games. So, I put our devotional, our chapter read aloud book, our journals with a writing prompt, and our favorite math games into my mom time basket. Now, Cindy Rollins calls it morning time, Pam Barnhill, she calls it morning basket, and classroom teachers call it circle time. I just called it mom time because it was the things I wanted to do with the family all together every morning. Next, I put core activities that would be done independently by the kids you know, like their math lessons, their daily editing exercises, and their music practice into their own independent work baskets. Now, Rachel alsberry she calls this table time, but this is basically your kids' independent work that I wanted them to do on a daily basis. Then I put everything else into my looping or rotating basket. Sometimes it was an actual bin (laughs) because I had so much I wanted to share with the kids and learn together as a family that I needed something bigger than a basket. The trick though was to put the items into the basket or the bin in order. I didn't stack them up in a basket in a pile. I placed them in the basket vertically standing up so I could see everything in the basket clearly and I could reach everything very easily. I put the items in the basket I wanted to do and in the order I wanted to do them. So each morning, I retrieved the first two or three items from my looping basket or my looping bin and placed them into my mom time or my morning time basket. After doing our core subjects together from my morning basket, like our devotions, read aloud, our writing journal, and our quick math game, Then we did the two or three items that I retrieved that morning from my looping basket. At the end of our day, I placed those two or three items back into the looping basket, but behind all the other items in my rotating bin. Now in the front of my looping basket were two or three new items that I could cover the next day. It sounds a bit too simple, right? But it works! Now, here are four easy steps to adding a loop schedule or a rotating basket to your morning time or your daily lessons. The first step is to write down what is most important to you. Your core subjects or your daily anchors are what you want to cover every day. Plan to do those core subjects or those topics every day as a family. But don't overload your core subjects. Three, four, five tops items is good enough. Now, like I mentioned before, our core subjects were family devotions, read aloud time, writing in our journals, and a short math game. We always did these things together first thing in the morning. So every day we read from God's Word together, or from a devotional like Indescribable by Louis Giglio, or we prayed together or we sang together. Every day we snuggled on the couch while I read aloud to the family. The kids usually drew or colored or built with Legos or did some kind of handiwork while I read. Every day, I shared a writing prompt, and we all wrote our responses in our individual writing journals. Then we shared what we wrote, and then on Mondays, you know, I had to stick with the alliteration. On Mondays, we would write letters to friends, family, or pen pals. And then every day, we played some kind of math game as a family, or I read a math picture book to the kids, such as The Math Curse or Pigs Will Be Pigs. Now, once you figure out what your core subjects will be or your daily anchors will be, put those items into your morning time basket. Spending 15 minutes on each core item is plenty of time. Now, of course, you can do more time if you want, but don't feel guilty if you only spend 15 minutes on each core subject. Now, the second step is to attack that when we have time, we'll get to it pile. Write down all the things you feel are important to include in your child's education. Remember, we homeschool so we have the freedom, flexibility, and yes, the time to include whatever topics, subjects, or activities we deem essential or fun. These items will be in your looping basket or in your rotating schedule. And you can put whatever you want into your looping basket. It's yours. But here are a few ideas based on what was in our looping basket. In it, we had our nature journals, some map work, our patriotic memory work, poetry books, a few Shakespeare picture books, a science experiment book, of course, Mad Libs, our timeline cards, art study stuff, composer study things, our hem study book, some Latin because we did do Latin for a while, some history games, and a few science games. Now, our map work was super simple. I printed outline maps of the United States and of the continents and I placed them into sheet protectors on one side with a blank sheet of paper on the other side. Each month we focused on a different continent or a different region of the United States. And when we did our map work, the kids would just simply trace with a dry erase marker and label the countries on a particular continent or a particular region of the United States. Remember, they're in sheet protectors, so you can trace with dry erase markers and use it the next time. Then they would try to draw and label from memory the continent with the countries on the other side on the blank sheet of paper. By the end of the month, they were pretty good at labeling the countries and sometimes even drawing the continents with countries from memory. I always had a patriotic memory work in our looping schedule too, even if we weren't studying American history that year. Now, depending on the age of the kids, the patriotic memory work changed. Some years we memorized the 45 presidents or the 50 states and capitals. Some years we memorized the preamble and parts of the Constitution. Some years we learned patriotic songs like your grand old flag, the national anthem, this land is your land, and God bless America. Some years we memorized patriotic speeches or American poetry like Paul Revere's Ride or Emma Lazarus' poem that's found on the Statue of Liberty. If we weren't memorizing something, then we were reading something, like the Bill of Rights, some of the Federalist Papers, or when my kids were obsessed with Hamilton the Musical, we were learning the songs from the musical and connecting them to history. Now, our timeline cards were super simple, too. I got boxes of index cards from the dollar store. And after we learned about an important event or a person in history, the kids would take turns drawing the event or the person or some kind of symbol on the front of the index card. It would help us remember about the event or the person that we learned about. They would include the date and the name, if applicable, on the front of the index card with the picture. Then on the back, they wrote a sentence or two summarizing the event or the person. Then we would hang our timeline cards in chronological order on the timeline that we had posted on our wall in our office space. Now our art studies, well they were simple too. I would show the kids a masterpiece and they would really look at it and stare at it for three minutes. Then I would turn it over and they would tell me everything they could remember about the masterpiece. The colors, the items in it, you know things like that. Then I would turn the art print back over so we could see it again. And then we would talk about what they liked about it or what they didn't like about it. We would make connections about maybe what season it was or the time period it was drawn in or the time of day of the print and why we thought the artist painted it or what the artist was feeling when he or she created it. If I had a picture book about the painting or the artist, I read it to them. Later in the afternoon, or the next time art was looped into our basket and schedule, we would create our own version of the masterpiece. The kids would make their own version of Starry Night, or they would make their own version of the Mona Lisa. We did the same for our composer studies too, except we listened to music instead. I think the rest of the items in our looping basket are pretty self-explanatory. Now, if you want more information on how to do nature studies or history, science, art, and writing lessons family style, and in 20 minutes or less, then check out some of my past Coffee with Carrie Homeschool episodes in seasons one, two, and three. I have plenty there. Now, the next step after making your list of what you want to rotate or loop into your morning time is now to gather all those things and place them into your looping basket or bin. Don't forget to place them in your basket standing up vertically. They can be placed in a certain order if you want, or they could just be placed in a random order. It's up to you. Just make sure the items are not stacked on top of each other in a pile. You want to be able to see every item in the basket. This will make it much easier to grab and go each morning. Then the final step is to actually use it (laughs) each morning. Retrieve the first two or three items in your looping basket. Place them into your mom time or your morning time basket. Then, after you do your core subjects from your morning basket, then do the two or three items that you just retrieved from your looping basket. When lessons are over, you're going to place those two or three items back into your looping basket, but in the back of it, so that now you have two or three new items in the front of your bin ready to be retrieved the next morning. Try not to put anything into your looping or rotating basket that requires a lot of prep work. The idea is to simply grab and go, because let's be honest, there are many mornings where we just don't have time to think about our lessons. We want to be able to just get to them. I did put a science experiment book into our looping basket, but I tried to pick experiments from the book that utilized materials I already had in the kitchen. Now, if an experiment or a science activity did require some prep work, I usually read the experiment to the kids during morning time, and we talked about what we were going to do later. Then during our morning time, we would make predictions, and they would get excited about the activity, and it also held me accountable. My kids never forgot we were supposed to do an experiment later on that day, and they would remind me all day long until we did it. Sometimes just having the science experiment book or the lab book in your loop basket and rotating it into your morning time is all you really need to make sure those kinds of activities get done sometime during your week or month. Okay, so one week of a looping schedule, it might look like this. On Monday, you do your three or four daily core subjects that are in your morning time basket, and then you do a page in your nature journal and some map work. Then on Tuesday, you do your three or four daily core subjects that are in your morning time basket, and then you do some memory work and a few Mad Libs. On Wednesday, you do your three or four daily core subjects that you want to do every day, and then you play a history game and do a science activity. On Thursday, you do your three or four daily core subjects that you want to do as a family, and then maybe you read some poetry and do an art or print study. On Friday. You do your three or four daily course subjects that are in your morning time basket, and then you read some Shakespeare and maybe do a composer study. The following Monday, you got it. You do your three to four daily course subjects that are in your morning time basket, and then you work on your timeline cards and a page from your nature journal. By the following week, you have looped through all of your when we have time, we'll get to it pile, and you're starting all over again you got to it all. Depending on how many items you place in your looping basket and how many items you retrieve each day to do, you can rotate through all of them within a week or two weeks time. Once I put my when we have time we'll get to it pile into my rotating basket, we were doing those items every week or at least every other week. We actually had time to get to them and we actually did them. Yep, it really can be that simple. Just remember, don't be dogmatic about it. Make a wish list, put those items in your looping basket, and each day, grab a few and do them after your core subjects. Keep in mind, if you're spending 15 minutes on each core subject, you will have plenty of time to get to the items in your looping basket. And if you only retrieve two or three items from your looping basket and rotate them after your daily subjects, you'll have plenty of time left over for independent work or table time. Have fun getting loopy this year and let me know how it goes. Thank you for hanging out with me and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining me, you can find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. I also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at my Instagram account, Coffee with Carrie Consultant. Don't forget to check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. If you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify your homeschooling this year, this is a perfect book to read. If you heard something you liked or something new, then share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week or with a homeschooling friend who's curious about getting loopy. If you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast, and then maybe take a few minutes to leave a little review for us. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, book, and homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and my book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.